Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back at to McLean Stadium, Waco, Texas. We head to the fourth quarter. BYU down by a score of 31 to 14. Yardage tally through three quarters. Baylor 455 to BYU's 282. Rushing it, Baylor 226. Wow. And BYU 57. Of the 57, 56 came on one run from Jaron Hall. Passing 229 to 225. So that's a negligible advantage in favor of the Baylor Bears who lead on the scoreboard by 17. BYU facing a second down and 14 as we begin the fourth quarter of play. Greg, you're recounting the uh, rushing numbers. So Jaron Hall has a rush for 56 yards and a touchdown, Right. yet his overall is five attempts for 25 <laughs> yards. Including minus four in the last play. Right, minus four in the last play, minus 12 on the botched flea flicker, and two other... Uh, well, plus the fumble play results in negative yardage so, as well. So, I mean, he's got five carries. One was a tremendously positive gain resulting in a touchdown, but the other four have been negative. Four, Tackles yeah, for it, loss. It, for oh. minus 31 yards. Yeah. yeah. Tackles for loss. Baylor has six, resulting in uh, 36 negative yards for BYU. BYU's defense has two, but only resulting in three negative yards mm. for Boise. They've Boy, uh, Baylor's done a much better job of creating havoc in the... BYU offensive backfield. All right, shadows now cover the entire playing surface here at beautiful McLean Stadium. Part of the stadium is an open horseshoe configuration and a grass berm that is still ensconced in sunshine where folks are enjoying themselves today. What a beautiful layout for a football game. Jaron Hall settles in the pocket, throws underneath to Isaac Rex, secures the catch, and then falls forward, Dragging a tackler to the 29-yard line. Gain of seven, setting up a third down and seven. You're down three scores, and probably too early to say third down or four down territory in this portion of the field inside your own 30-yard line. Yeah, you can't be reckless here. No, if you were if you were a possession ahead, maybe five minutes ahead in the game, you might have to think about it. But right yeah. now, it's if you don't move the sticks here, you're probably punting as far as you can. In the meantime, just convert to third and seven. Third and seven at the BYU 29. Hand off Algier. Algier is dragged ahead and got, I think, six of the seven. Yeah, Maybe I he got think he's all. got it, yep. Wow. Tyler Algier appeared to be stopped, and where they threw him, I think they actually threw him to the marker. They did. You're right, Greg. The tackle, the momentum of the tackle actually pushed him forward to where he made contact with the ground beyond the sticks. <laughs> the tackler, Franklin, literally flung him over his body to the line to gain. And BYU moves the stick. So, yeah, third and seven. Run it with Algiers. See what you get. You get seven. First down and ten from the BYU 36. Ball near hash. BYU left to right as we see it and you hear it. Baylor shows blitz from the corner. And the blitzer is shoved down as the throw goes downfield. Gunnar Romney for the first time today. Knocked down at the 45-yard line. Stood up. But that is a gain of 19 yards. And BYU moves the sticks. Yeah, I just want to see more of this. I'd like to see it with a little bit more tempo and urgency. They're executing great at a high level, so I don't want tempo for the sake of execution. But this little token fake play action game is doing a great job freeing up throwing lanes down the field. Well, the Kooks have had some bad breaks, but yet they are grinding away 
And Gunnar Romney makes a play. Moves the chains. 45-yard line of Baylor. Jaron Hall, shotgun. Pull away from Algier. Short sprint to the right. Goes deep. Puka is open again. Makes another catch. Did he get a foot down? Yes, he did. Puka Nakua forced out of the 16-yard line. Another great grab from Puka. You hear the boos, but that is home crowd homers. His foot was easily inbound. She only needed one in college, and he got it on a post-corner route. He caught all those deep balls he caught. One was on a go. Two were on deep post. This time, he snaps off his post route, heads to the corner for the catch. Ruling on the field. They're going to review it. Of a catch is under review. There were two referees right on top of it. Mm, I didn't get a real good look on the stadium replay. I'm sure the uh, television replay will have the best look, which I'm not a, have access. To, I won't have access to here in the broadcast booth. Of course, we know that uh, those were Baylor fans booing, but they may as well have been BYU fans saying Puka. <laughs> it's been that kind of day for Puka Nakua. He's been tremendous. As, yes. of, as of right now, it's five catches for 181, and will it stand is the question. Yeah, Greg, so on this replay, what they're looking at most likely is his toe, looks like his toe comes down inbounds, but the question will be is whether his heel, while his toe's on the ground, comes down. And, and maybe, I'm, I'm not sure, a, a clear understanding on the ruling here, but if the toe comes down first and then the heel clips outside, is that ruled inbounds or out? No, it's out. Okay. When, when, when your back is to the sideline and your toe hits first, the heel has to come down in bounds, or you are out of bounds. Yeah. So I, so and, I think and, this and will that, be the question That's what I'm seeing on the here. replay. So that that will come back because the toe did touch in, but the toe heel is considered one motion when you're making a catch at the sideline. And so if that's indeed the case, and the one look I got was that way, Riley, uh, it would come back. We'll take time out. We'll have this result and ruling after this. BYU trails 31 to 14 early in the fourth on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. During the break, they ruled uh, Puka Nakua to be out of bounds on the continuous toe-heel motion rule. The continuous toe-heel touching is part of a single process, and by interpretation, the players landed out of bounds, thus not executing a catch. Puka's toe went down before the heel went down, out of bounds. We come back to a second and ten from the 45-yard line. One-handed catch almost made by Gunnar Romney, and then he's hit hard as the catch is incomplete and broken up. He had to one-hand it, a high ball, and the helmet came off too, and he has to leave the field of play for one down. So third down, ten. So very close to a great play by Puka Nakua moments ago. But the toe came down inbounds, the heel out of bounds, incomplete, now setting up a third down and 10. BYU converted third and seven a moment ago with Tyler Algier. Third down and 10 from the Baylor 45-yard line with 13.06 to go and Baylor leading it 31-14. to 14. is under review for the potential for targeting. So Baylor did take a hard hit across the middle and the ball was incomplete and a pass breakup and they'll look to see if the reason his helmet came loose and ultimately he took it off was because he got hit in the head. You might have that. Petrie might be out of the game on that view. Now, I've got only one glance at it. Riley, what do you think? Yeah, I'm seeing the, uh, on the iPad here, I've got the TV stream going, and it looks it's contact with the crown of the helmet to the head and neck of another player. So, And if it is Petrie, he's been the most productive defender for Baylor with eight total tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, uh, and one sack. So that would be a blow to the Baylor defense for the rest of the fourth quarter. 
BYU last week saw J.L. Skinner, the safety for Boise State, be ejected on a targeting call. And they're now looking at this for targeting. This would move the chains for BYU to the 30-yard line of Baylor with BYU down 17. The Cougs are still there. Today's referee is Brandon Cruz. He has the headset on down at the 15-yard line, two-hour left, and looking into a very small Big 12 replay monitor setup for his viewing. So he's looking and he's listening as they coordinate on this play. He's taking the headset off. They've seen what they need to see. Here comes the call from Brandon Cruz. After reviewing the play, there is no foul for targeting. All right, it'll stay third down and 10 from the Baylor 45-yard line. Quick review. Saw what they needed to see or not see. And here we go. And now I think the Cougs are considering four downs to be an option here. Down 17, down three scores. Jaron Hall shotgun. Algier setting up off his right hip. Twins either way. Hard throw to Pau'u makes the catch. Five yards downfield between the hash marks. Give him seven. Fourth down and three. And BYU shows every intent of going for it here. Fourth and long two now. And BYU one for one on fourth downs today. So Jaron Hall gunned it to Pau'u, made the solid catch, tackled immediately, setting up your play of the game for BYU. It kind of feels like the Cougs need this play to stay in the game, Riley. Most definitely, especially with the imbalance, time of possession. You haven't shown any ability to stop Baylor from possessing the ball for a long time, so you've got to capitalize on every drive you have here. Got to get to the Baylor 35. Shotgun snap, Hall. Hall sprinting to the right. Loads up and fires a tough play to make, and it is made by Gunnar Romney. In the middle of three Baylor defenders, the ball goes low, a narrow, narrow window, and Hall makes the throw. Gunner makes a better catch, and the Cougars move the chains on fourth and two. What a hard throw to make, and what a great grab by Gunner. I thought Jaron should have gotten rid of that ball earlier, but actually by extending his rollout, it brought oh. the underneath defender. You mentioned the triangle of defenders. It brought that underneath defender a little bit closer to him, thus opening up the throwing window to Romney. Baylor blitzes Touchdown. from the left. Jaron goes for the oh. end zone. Oh, it's just knocked away from Romney at the last second. The post to Gunnar Romney, and at the last minute, a Baylor defender's hand knocks it away and keeps Gunnar from scoring. Al Walcott on the coverage. Yeah, credit uh, credit Walcott there. Gunnar had a step on him. He just, uh, on a recovery and a dive, was able to get his hand on the football. Otherwise, that would have been six. Tremendous play. Really good throw from Jaron right where it had to be, and the defender makes an excellent play, knocking it away from Gunnar Romney in the end zone. So, second down and 10 from the Baylor 23-yard line. Gunner coming alive here in the second half. Didn't make a catch in the first. Tight end and two wide receivers left. Single wide right is Romney. The straight five-step drop from Hall. Slaps the ball. Pressure comes. Tracked and goes down. Dylan Doyle, who has two touchdowns out of the backfield today, has the sack of Jaron Hall back at the 34-yard line. It'll be third down and 21 for the Cougars. Really, really unfortunate. I thought he had Samson up the seam. I'm not sure what the, uh, I mean, we get the, we're up here in the box, but oftentimes we don't know what the read or the progression was. Um, but he had Samson up the seam, but his eyes just weren't there. And then as he went to look for a second or a third option, just took too long. 
Third down, 21. Four down territory for BYU. Don't have to get it all right here. Five seconds on the play clock. Jaron Hall, shotgun. Takes the snap on a short drop. Now a sprint out to the right. Loads up, pumps, and then has to release to Algier for a short completion. And he's forced out near sideline. A minimal gain, very small gain to the 32-yard line. A two-yard gain. Fourth down and 19. And now is this good enough to give Old Royd a shot? They say yes. It'll be a 48-yard try. So they got some of it back and just enough, barely enough, to give Old Red a look. And Old Red is missed today from 50. This will be a try from 48 from the right hash to make it a two-score game. The Cougs are down 17. This to make it a 14-point game. 31-14 Bears, 10-37 to play. The snap to Rico. Good placement. Old Red, plenty of leg on this one, and it is... Through for three. Big make by Jake, and it's a two-score game. 31-17, 10-28 to go. We're taking a timeout. The Old Royd field goal of 48 keeps the Cougs in this game. We'll take a break. Back with more from Waco on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with a scoreboard update. Elsewhere in top 25 action, fourth quarter for both games. Number 11, Kentucky trailing at number one, Georgia Bulldogs with a 24-7 lead. And with 11 minutes to go in the fourth, Purdue looking for the upset at number two, Iowa. Boilermakers with a 24-7 lead. Back out to Waco, Texas alongside Riley Nelson. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Thank you, Jason. Time for another pigskin scoring summary brought to you by your Utah pork producers. Utah pork producers proudly support Cougar families by producing healthy, nutritious pork for your dinner table. Real pork raised by real Utah farmers for real Cougar fans like you. For more information on real pork, visit pork.org. BYU stays in this game on a 48-yard field goal after a 12-play, 43-yard drive, taking 4 minutes and 47 seconds off the clock. The scoring play is a 48-yard Jake Oldroyd field goal. BYU down 14-31-17. Now, whether or not this game turns out BYU's way here today, what an all-round delightful day it has been here in Waco, Texas for BYU football at a gorgeous venue with a sold-out crowd, a lot of BYU blue in the stands. You can see water. You've got a grass berm. You've got fans enjoying themselves on a spectacular Saturday and some pretty good football. And 48 points so far on the board, 17 scored by BYU. Old Royd will kick off. Left to right, north to south, boot to ball, end over ender, back spins to the goal line. From one yard deep, Treston Ebner will take it out to the 10 to the 15 and upended shy of the 20-yard line. So the Cougs cover well, take care of business on the return and a long field facing Jeff Grimes and the Baylor offense. And, you know, BYU's a three and out defensively here away from feeling, hey, we're right where we want this thing to be, it to have a shot at least in the final 10 minutes. I'm just looking at the drive chart here, Greg, and to start off the game, they forced a punt and then they uh, created an interception. The only time in the game where they were able to stop Baylor consecutively to complete this comeback, in my opinion, they're they're going to need to do it three times, having stopped them on the last drive, mm-hmm. do it here again, score, and then stop them one more time to be able to make up the entire deficit. Bohannon shotgun. Treston Ebner off the right hip, and they'll start looking for clock to be an ally. Will the Bears now? Toss right, Ebner. Ebner reverses course and goes straight ahead for six. He took the toss on the right numbers and then squared the shoulders and drove straight up field for a six-yard gain. The tackle from Tyler Batty, second and four. That was six quick yards gained by Treston Ebner 
who's been the spell for Abram Smith. Smith back in the game on a 178-yard rush day. 21 carries for a buck 78. Ebner, 8 for 36. Yards per play today overall. Baylor 7.6 to BYU's otherwise impressive 6.9. Double tight end shift from right to left. Wide receiver tightens up on the left and now motions and fly sweep and takes the fly sweep. Estrada has the first down. So jet sweep handoff to Estrada. Needed four, got five, running left to right behind the formation. First down and ten. Baylor will not go three and out. They've moved the sticks against BYU. 34-yard line, first down and ten Bears. Was that Estrada or was that Dax Milne? That looked like vintage <laughs> BYU offense from 2020. Yeah, there you go. It may as well be. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure uh, Coach Grimes said, listen, you're going to be our Dax Milne. All right? <laughs> Just go find film from last year. You'll see what I mean. All right. Bohannon goes under center. Again, straight, uh, primarily shotgun and pistol, but they're under center with Bohannon. Smith will trail. Now they go to Ibax with Yates, the tight end, acting as a fullback. And the lead block, block will lead back will block for Abram Smith who takes a simple handoff and B-gaps it to the 32, a gain of three, second down seven. And yes, Baylor looking at this clock and a two-score lead saying we're going to run this thing until they stop us. 8.50 in the clock rolling. BYU has two timeouts remaining. Baylor has all three. The Cougs took a defensive timeout near the goal line when they brought in Dylan Doyle as a fullback earlier in this second half. And look at the play clock now. Baylor will probably do what Aaron Roderick likes to do with a lead and in this kind of situation wait till under 10 and usually under 5 to 2 seconds on the clock. 5, 4 and the snap at 4. The handoff to Ebner this time and Ebner hurdles his way between tacklers and between the tackles to the 36 yard line for a short gain of 4 setting up 3rd down and 3. So here's your defensive play of the game for BYU. The ball will be snapped, Riley, under eight minutes to go. If you want to have any shot, you pretty much have to stop them here. They move the chains here. That's two more minutes. And especially you need two touchdowns. There's yeah. no two ways about it. You need two touchdowns, and touchdowns take longer to produce than field goals. This is the play of the game, as you already stated. Third down and four from the Baylor 35-yard line. Bohannon takes the shotgun snap. Hands off to Ebner, being chased to the far boundary, makes the turn, has the first down, has more, has midfield, has the 45, the 40, the 35, the 30, and forced out. When Baylor needed their biggest play of the day to maybe help put this game away, they turn to Treston Ebner, who turns the corner and takes it down the far sideline for a huge gain. First down, Bears, deep inside BYU territory. The 23-yard line is the spot. Really good timeliness there in play calling. We haven't seen a ton of the fly sweep. We've seen a couple of looks at it. Oh, it looks like they're, they're bringing back, back. Up. They say he stepped yeah. out closer to the 35, and so take 10 yards off that run. But still a big, big run with now 7-10 to go. The play clock's already down. Oh, they're going to stop the clock in the play clock here. There's confusion on measurement and chain setting. And Please reset the clock to 7-15. 7-1-5 on the game clock. So needing two touchdowns. And Baylor moving into scoring territory. You may down be, th may be down three scores and lose about two minutes off the clock here if the Bears prove to be just methodical and try to run their way into the end zone. 29-yard gain on the run from Ebner. And the run game has been doing damage against BYU today. Nearly 300 yards on the ground. Handoff Smith. Smith middle. They hang on and limit him to a gain of two between the tackles. That was John Nelson 
holding on. So it'll be second down at about eight, gain of two, and the game clock down to 6.40, and the Cougs may run out of time and find themselves short of points to boot. 25-yard line of BYU. Second down and eight for Baylor. The play clock is at 15 as they break their huddle, but the snap won't come for a while yet. Play clock 10, game clock 6.20. Bohannon pistol with Smith. Play clock at three, snap, stretch handoff Smith, sidesteps one would-be tackler, and drags another for a yard. It'll be third down, give him two, maybe third down and six. And BYU again, two timeouts remaining. We'll save them for offense for the time being, but under six minutes to play here at McLean Stadium. 31-17, the Bears lead the Cougs. You get a stop here on third and seven. You hold them to a field goal try. Still a three-score game. If they make the field goal, so any, really any kind of points would be punitive here. You need almost a field goal miss to have a real shot here. Third down. Well, first of all, you need to stop third and seven. Third down and seven. Bohannon shotgun with Ebner receiving the handoff. On zone left, first down and more. 15-10 and a slam tackle by Peyton Wilgar at the five-yard line. It'll be first down and goal for Baylor. 5-28. The clock will stop to move the chains. And the Bears that much closer to a second-ranked win, and BYU that much closer to a second straight loss. And the Cougs may lose their ranking as a result after this week. Greg, you might say handing the ball off on third and seven is a, <laughs> con- is a conservative play call, except when you're averaging 7.3, 7.4 yards per carry as Baylor is averaging on the day. And so the game clock will be under five when the ball is snapped. Play clock's at five. Snap, Bohannon, handoff Smith. Smith driven back once he goes between tackles to the two. It'll be given the three-yard line, gain of two. Second and goal from the three coming up. Game clock at 445, play clock at 30. And timeout has been called, has it? Clock stop, BYU calls a defensive Second timeout. Call timeout by Baylor. Oh. Timeout on the field. Okay. I believe it's BYU. Yeah, he, he pointed towards BYU, but he, he just said the wrong team. Yeah. Okay. We would have thought that's BYU's Correction, timeout. The timeout was called by BYU. That makes more sense. All right, 4.49 to go, timeout on the field, so we'll take it. They're going to put five more seconds on the clock, so we'll tell you that with 4.54 to play on a day that Baylor has 305 rushing yards. We're taking a break. It is Baylor 31 and BYU 17. Under five to go on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Football brought to you by Bam Bam's Barbecue, bringing you authentic Central Texas barbecue. We're in Texas. Try our tender brisket or mouth-watering pulled pork. Bam Bam's Barbecue located just north of BYU's campus. Bam Bam's Barbecue, a proud sponsor of BYU Athletics. As we come back in, Baylor facing a second and goal from the BYU 3. Looking to put this one more or less away, leading 31 to 17, 4:54 on the clock here at McLean Stadium. Baylor has snapped 21 more plays than BYU today. 7.7 yards per play to BYU 6.9. 6.9, not a paltry number, but neither is 305, which is Baylor's rushing total today. They go eye backs and look at that again. The linebacker Dylan Doyle with two touchdowns today checks in as a fullback ahead of Abram Smith. They'll put Bohannon under center. As we're now back in, TV clearance been given. So, will they do it again? Will they get Dylan Doyle a hat trick? 
Ball near hash. Snap Bohannon. Play fake. And a jump pass, a half jump pass to the tight end, Sims, who makes the catch just shy of the goal line, one yard line. And so it'll be third and goal now from the one, and the clock continues to roll to 440 and counting. 31-17, Bears lead the Cougs, a BYU player down on all fours. Gabe Summers. At the three-yard line, that's Gumby. Injury timeout, please set the clock to 440, 4-4-0. Well, we all agree that no one likes spiders, ants, mice, or frankly, any other pests. Well, Edge gets rid of all that. They create a clean, safe, and pest-free environment for you and your family. So Gabe Summers is up and being helped by two training staff personnel to the sideline. He's not well at this moment. So Baylor, 305 rushing yards. Previous to this game, the most yards rushing by an opponent under Kalani Sitake, 306 by Mississippi State in 2017, that rough year of 2017. I'm not sure if anybody went beyond 306 in 2016. So this might be the most, if they get two more yards, this would be the most allowed by Kalani as head coach. Of course, they can only gain one on this play. Third and goal from the one. And they go eyebacks again. Dylan Doyle, the linebacker, and play ahead of Abram Smith. Bohannon under center, and we have another timeout. Two officials around the ball. Something was done official timeout-wise. This isn't a team called timeout. Something was wrong. Spot of the ball. Play clock. timing. And they decide not to tell us. So I'm not going to. Well, they might announce clock something here. Clock should not have been stopped. Please set the game clock to 440. Play clock to 40. Both will start on my signal. All right. So they add eight seconds to the game clock and put the play clock at 40. And once the referee the signals. To 40 seconds. So the Bears can run this one down a little bit if they choose to. There we go. There's the signal. Clocks are now rolling. And Baylor need not snap for a while, but we'll see how quickly they do go here. So they're in the eye with Doyle leading for Abram and Bohannon under center. Third and goal from the BYU one. Bears up 31-17. Bohannon crouches. Long delay for the snap. Yeah, that's a long time under there. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> you almost want to let your, your yeah. guys relax. Play but. clock's at 10, and now somebody moved. Well, now they're going to go fly sweep. Tight end from right to left. Stretch handoff to Smith, and Smith drives his way to the plane. No signal. They're going to say he was short. Wow, what a stand by BYU at the goal line. They broke that huddle with like almost like a full 40-second play clock and sat there in crouch, ready to go for like 35 seconds. Yeah, which is part of the reason why I think they weren't able to get it across the goal line. They had the opportunity <laughs> there. Yeah, no. Third time out. He's not. Now the fans are seeing the replay, thinking the nose of the ball might have hit the plane. As it stands, they're going to put the nose out. of the ball just shy of the goal line. Did BYU call a timeout there? They did. Okay, Coach Lamb so, came running on the field. So the Cougs have taken their last timeout. And they might look at where the ball was spotted, but either way, it's a no. I mean, it's it's inches shy of the plane right now. I mean, maybe an inch. <laughs> the nose of the ball might be an inch outside the goal line plane. I mean, everything everything says sneak to me, but uh, there are a lot of ways to get an inch. We'll see what the Bears decide to do as the Cougs and Bears both huddle late in this contest. Under four to go. Some of the crowd here has thinned out as this game's outcome has become less in doubt. 
It was still a wonderful day to watch these two teams play here on the banks of the Brazos River. All right, Huddle's broken. And on fourth and goal from the one, Baylor tries to punch it in and make it a three-score game. This is not, this is not inconsequential here. Two-score game keeps BYU within uh, Please put the clock at vicinity of faint hope here. 3-5-8. So more clock issues, 3-58, and the ball just outside the goal line. On a fourth and goal from the BYU one, Baylor up two scores, 31-17. Bohannon will be under center. Doyle again will lead for Abram. They motion a tight end from right to left. He stops at tackle left. Snap Bohannon. Handoff Smith. Smith does get in. Step through a tackle. Shook off a would-be tackler and gets in for the touchdown that might just seal the deal here in Waco. 37-17 with the PAT pending. A 20-point lead. The first team to score 30 on BYU's now scored 37 and maybe 38 here at McLean Stadium today. And on the ground is where the Bears do it. 306 yards, tying for the most yards allowed on the ground under Kalani Sitake. And that was an 82-yard drive we just saw. Over 12 plays and 6.33 off the clock. That was a grinder, Riley, to essentially lock it for the Bears. Something that the BYU offense has really struggled in doing since probably the first or second game of the year. Just one pass on that drive. The PAT from Hankins is good. And 38-17 is our score. As we approach a timeout, we'll tell you that BYU football is brought to you in part by Fillmore Spencer, Utah Valley's largest top-rated local law firm. They can play offense, defense, or provide a little coaching. Fillmore Spencer, solving problems and seizing opportunities for you, your family, and your business. We'll take a break. Baylor 38, BYU 17, 3.55 to go in Waco on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, BYU's given up 300-plus yards in rushing for only the second time in the last 12 years. 306 on the ground by Baylor today. BYU's outpassed the Bears, 276 to 231, and will likely end up with a passing edge. When this one is done, as BYU has to throw, throw, throw at this point, no timeouts left and down. 21 with 355 to go. Baylor 38 and BYU 17. Bears kicking off. So 306 rushing yards, the most since Mississippi State ran for 306, that exact same number, two years and two days ago, October 14th, 2017, in that one. And that was a struggling season for BYU. Cook struggling not so much this year, but this will be back-to-back losses after five straight wins, barring a major miracle. Here at McLean Stadium, touchback off the kickoff from Noah Rauschenberg, and BYU will have first down and 10 from the Cougar 25-yard line. Well, Jaron Hall's second game back, a little better than last week. The number may not be the same throwing it, but I thought he looked better, looked more like himself maybe. More assertive, more aggressive, uh, decisive. He still, there, there was a couple times he got caught, not sure and knowing where he wanted to go with the football, but uh, it was a lot better than, than last week. You know, Greg, this drive it's really to me extremely important that BYU put the ball in the end zone here even if it's not going to affect the outcome of this game with Washington State looming less that's another tough road game and after suffering an early home loss to Utah State they've turned it around they're now four and two so to end this game productively is really important Hall forced from the pocket will tuck and run to the far boundary and gets six yards on the scramble to the left side 
It'll be second down and four. Clock will stop. 3.45 to play. Baylor up by a score of 38-17. to 17. Baylor with a win today will be bowl eligible for the 10th time in the last 12 seasons. They'll go to 6-1. and one. BYU would fall to 5-2. and two. So the loss today, BYU's NY6 hopes would essentially be out the window, and you look to simply getting bowl eligible yourself and try to get a double-digit win season if you don't win here today. Throwing to Pau'u is Hall, and he is hit shy of the line to gain. So short of the sticks on the completion on second and three, got a one-yard gain. So uh, I'll give him two. Third down and one for BYU. Ball at the BYU 34-yard line, four-down territory, regardless of position on the field. JT Woods, the stop of Neil Pau'u. Pau'u lines up wide left, tight end left, doubles to the right, handoff Algier. Algier just kind of lets traffic clear and then falls ahead for three yards and moves the chains for BYU on third down and one. Not a great third down day for BYU today, four for 13. You mentioned the traffic, letting the traffic clear, Greg. It's crazy that in a three-yard run, he's you know dealing with that much static or traffic on his way for a, a minor gain. Deep for Gunnar Romney down the right side, and it is caught by Gunnar inside the 20 off a bobble with pressure and interference on the play. No flag, but he was being kind of jousted with down the sideline, and then Gunnar off a deflection secures it and gets out of the 15-yard line, 2.49 to go. BYU first down and 10. What a play by Gunnar. I mean, go routes on the outside are not That's super the high percentage, Yeah, but the last two <laughs> yeah. weeks they've been our most productive play and high efficiency. Hall will slap the ball. Settle, and now run to the far side. 15, 10, slide between the 10 and the 5. BYU's going to end up with probably Jaron Hall's, it will be his second consecutive 300-yard passing day. He was 302 last week, a new career high. 326 this week, new career high. And BYU may lose both of these games. 48-yard completion to Romney late in the game to trail by 21. 38-17, clock to 215. Second down, 5 at the Baylor 10. Hall, shotgun, trips to the right, single wide left. The back is Katoa. I haven't seen him much today. And flag. Just the second time today. False start. False start, BYU. False start. Offense number 74. Five-yard penalty. Second down. Well, Baylor is 206 away from having a penalty-free game. And, you know, Jeff Grimes, among other things, that'll be one of the things he points to most happily is that they didn't hurt themselves today. And the, the one mistake they made was an end zone INT early. And the defense was able to even up the margin with the sack fumble forced against Jaron Hall a little bit later in the game. Second and 10 from the Baylor 15. Snap Hall pulls it away from Katoa. Settles in the pocket. Goes for Samson Nakua. Back of the end zone. Didn't get a foot down. It'll be out of bounds. A collision in the back of the end zone with a photographer. I think that's a photographer. (laughs) Bore the brunt of Samson Nakua at the back of the end zone. So third down and 10 from the Baylor 15-yard line. Baylor 38, BYU 17, 156 on the game clock. Got to finish this drive here, Greg. Again, I said it at the beginning of the drive, it's not going to affect the outcome of the game, but you got after a sputtering start stops, you know, you get big plays, then you can't finish the drive. Got to put this one in the end zone. Hall awaits in the gun. He's got tight end and two wides right, single wide left. That's Puka Nakua, goes for Puka, back shoulder, end zone, makes the catch. Did he get a foot down? Touchdown, Puka Nakua. Late in this one, and it was Puka's day. Greg, that kid's only a sophomore. 
how exciting is it for us to be able to watch him hopefully for the next you know the remainder of this and the next two he has dominated what were very good defensive back this defensive backfield was this baylor defense's strength and it's been by the way it's been different players it's been walcott it's been barnes even petrie has they they put him on him it doesn't matter who's tried to cover pukunakua today each one has been unsuccessful deep routes back shoulders slants He's just been a joy to watch. Officially a 16-yard touchdown pass. Five catches for a buck 68 for Puka Nakua today. And the touchdown. Oldroyd PAT, 38-23, 38-24. PAT good. BYU scores another Mountain America Credit Union touchdown late in this one to make it a two-score game. That's another... $250 donation to the American Red Cross, courtesy of Mountain America. It's a Mountain America touchdown. 16-yard touchdown pass at the end of that 75-yard drive, bringing us to another Utah Pork Producers pigskin scoring summary. Brought to you by your Utah Pork Producers. For every Cougar point scored this year, Smithfield Foods and your Utah Pork Producers will donate delicious, nourishing protein to the Utah Food Bank for families in need. Real pork raised by real Utah farmers for real Utah families in need. Visit porkcares.org. 75 yards, 7 plays, 2.04 off the clock. Hall to Nakua for the 16-yard touchdown pass. So in a losing effort, and it's very rare that you see a quarterback put up a 174 rating in a loss, but that's what BYU may have today if the Cougars can't pull off the most major of miracles late here. 174.3 passer rating for Jaron Hall, 22 for 31, career high, 342 passing yards and a touchdown with no picks. Puka Nakua, 5 for 168 and a score. Career highs for Nakua in yardage. And now BYU goes onside with Jake Oldroyd. And Jake Oldroyd has a variety of onside kick techniques and approaches. Whatever's going to work now, make it so. 38-24, BYU down 14. Here comes the onside. Ball set on the right hash. The kick goes to the right. Bounces away from the Bears. And, oh, they do recover at the 49. Neil Pau was in the vicinity. The right bounce to Tyquan Thornton. But the first Baylor Bear had a look. It passed him. And Thornton does well to fall on it at the 49. And that will do it. BYU cannot stop the clock. Baylor can kneel it out. And this final score will be 38-24. Well, to me, I mean, look, this came down to the rush, all about the rush, the inability for the offense to be able to establish the rush game and the inability of the defense to stop it. 67 rushes or rush yards for BYU, 306 given up by the BYU defense. But that last drive and Jaron Hall's performance and especially Puka Nakua's performance in the past game has uh, been something that you can definitely build on heading into uh, not only next week but the rest of the season. The first knee by Bohannon. BYU football brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen helping Utah families for over 30 years. Learn more at SiegfriedandJensen.com. So Baylor will now go to second down and the loss on the kneel there. Final score will be Baylor 38 and BYU 24. So there's a Big 12 rivalry that won't begin officially for a couple of years. is informally underway. By the way, with these kneel downs, Baylor will drop below the 306 number they were at. And so Mississippi State in 2017 will remain the most rushing yards allowed in the Kalani Sitake era. So he brought that up earlier. 
Second kneel down here with 1.10 to play. Do it one more time, and this game will be over. Back to school, back to football, and back to Tucano's Brazilian Grill, folks. Whether it's the flame-grilled meats, the seafood, or the award-winning Unlimited Salad Festival, dinner at Tucano's is an experience you can't get anywhere else. Well, this is kind of a football experience we you can't get anywhere else. The Brazos River, this beautiful horseshoe stadium, a sold-out crowd on a spectacular Saturday, and what a great day it was. The final score won't be to our liking, but... It was a pleasant experience in so many other ways and a good way to get this uh, Big 12 experience underway. A second, a third kneel down from Gary Bohannon, and that will do it. All right, 25 seconds to play. Those seconds will tick off as the teams make their way up the sidelines and coaches shake hands at midfield. Final score, Baylor 38, BYU 24. Postgame recap and postgame coverage begins next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Final score from McLean Stadium in Waco, Texas is Baylor 38 and BYU 24. Uh, both teams just gathered at midfield. They have a little post-game prayer there, uh, Riley? They did, yeah. Yeah, very nice touch. All right, so uh, BYU will head to the locker room, taking their second losses as many as many weeks. So from 5-0 to 5-2. So uh, it's a moving target uh, when you're in independence. You try and go perfect. Then when you don't go perfect, you try and go maybe New Year's Six, one loss, you get a second loss, and it's more likely you're not going to be in New Year's Six consideration. Now you're just trying to get bowl eligible, get yourself maybe a double-digit win season, which is still certainly in play. And the Cougs will take their next stab toward bowl eligibility and 10 wins when they take on Washington State next Saturday in Pullman, Washington. But what an experience today here at a sold-out McLean Stadium as Baylor wins it by two touchdowns. So Baylor outgains BYU today for a 534 to 409. BYU outpassed the Bears 342 to 231. The rushing game was the difference 303 to 67 in terms of rushing yardage. Baylor a good third down team today. 8 for 15. BYU not so good 5 for 14. Baylor had 22 first downs to BYU's 15 on the day. Baylor ran 20 more plays than BYU and Riley. One of the themes of this year is teams ending up with with uh, a significant edge in, in plays run, and plays run are not as important as yards per play and points on the board, but they're, again, maybe symptoms of maybe a, a larger issue to maybe address, and mu much of it comes in the terms of how many snaps you have to defend in the course of a game as opposed to put on the offense. And it's not just a defensive thing. I know that uh, they've this defense has kind of been labeled a bend-don't-break, which would mean you give up a lot of plays, but the reality is the offense has to be able to sustain drives and stay on the field. I mean, You'll always take points over drives, but when you look at three plays, four plays, five plays, three plays, six plays, four plays, five, you do have a 12-play drive in there for BYU, and then you end up again with a, the, your last drive at seven plays. It just makes it hard on the defense. It's like shots on goal in you know a soccer or a hockey game. Um, some are bound to go in, so got to help out the defense a little bit. Another week, Riley, in which BYU had more yards per play than the opponent. And Baylor's offense was good today, right? That was a good Baylor offense. Well, BYU had 7.4 yards per play to Baylor's 7.1. You go 7-4, you expect to win, or you're really close to winning, and BYU wasn't as close as they like to be. BYU now falls, by the way, to 0-6 against P5s when they allow 7 yards per play or more. Baylor snapping 20 more plays 
but a good yards per play number for BYU. Baylor outpossessed BYU by 11 minutes in this one. Turnover margin was even. Each team had one uh, giveaway. Uh, Baylor threw a pick in the end zone, and then Jaron Hall was sacked, a strip sack leading in a uh, fumble and a fumble lost. Greg, turnovers were even, but chaos plays, we'll call them. That's not an official term. Havoc I'm just going to call Havoc plays. Five sacks ba Baylor generated, seven tackles for loss. BYU zero sacks, two tackles for loss. So, I mean, all of those negative plays, you know, amount to the cumulative effect of probably a turnover or two, in my opinion. All right, to BYU Falls by a score of 38-24. to 24. Coming up next, it is Cougar Post Game Live. Jason Shepard hosting for that, and then we'll come back to Waco with uh, post game coach and player commentary and hear from you in Cougar Nation on Cougar Nation Now. Baylor wins it, goes to 6-1, BYU falls to 5-2, and, and you heard it here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.